Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Monday's edition of the Scottish Terrace. Oh my glaze, I have fucked this. <laughs> Start again if you want. Alright. <laughs> Welcome to Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast that I've definitely hit for the first time on the first take, definitely. Hi, I'm Duncan Mackay and today I'm joined by Tony Anderson. Hello Duncan, my friend, how are you doing? I am grand and we are here today to discuss an action-packed, full fixture list within the SPFL Cinch Premiership. Lots happened, uh, let's just get stuck in, eh Tony? Yeah, I think it's a, a big weekend. A big weekend. See people not take advantage of others and then other teams you're thinking, oh, you really are done for. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of done for, let, 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 let's do this because the uh, the F- Silver City, what's that, whatever, uh, the City of Discoveries. The City uh, of Discoveries? Fran- Come on, The City Duncan. of Discoveries uh, franchise of Crown- Clown College had... <laughs> A stupendous open day on Saturday at Dens. Um, I, I, I just, don't, I just don't know where to start. Uh, Dundee are, are are terrible. Yeah, and just seeing seeing Mark McGee in the stand, which is one of its one of the other issues that people uh, moaned about. I don't know how big a deal that actually is, but we all know that it was an issue. So seeing him up there in his really nice suit, Dundee suit with with the club tie, and he's. And but it was, his grin, it was his grin on the way up that was used in the highlights. You're just like, this man does not know how the next <laughs> yeah, 45 yeah, yeah. minutes is yeah. about to go. Great creative control for the people who, uh, for editing that together. This is perfect. We'll pop that all together. And yeah, it, it, it just literally couldn't have went worse for him. For really, and, and what's really galling for him is he was given it, and, and I know they were slagging him off on sports scene a bit for this, given it, oh, this is the reason I'm here. But when he didn't really have much of a, before he could have any impact on the team, they had uh, they scored two goals at Parkhead in a impressive performance, following one defeat in six. And then when he has managed to get his paw prints all over it, um, they're three 0 down to to Livingston in what twenty minutes or something like that. 
and Joe Newbell's down. Look, and I'm a huge Joe Newbell fan. Is I'm now going to move away from talking about like I've just discovered Newbell and I'm liking parts of him to saying I've graduated to the Joe Newbell um, appreciation uh, society because I now love him. But he was like prime Canu in those uh, in those outline, just <laughs> just rolling past people nonchalantly, getting past, and then Dundee they just conceded three identical goals, Duncan. Yeah, and and the, the the identical nature of them was the fact that the, the defenders couldn't be arsed. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, like, that's I mean, basically they're missing, like, they're missing Ashcroft, and uh, that's the only thing. That I'm can't trying, be, I was trying to figure out something, be, something. That was no, good. I think I think it, I think it's just players that have that have down sticks, like or down tools or whatever. It just looked. I mean, the first goal with Bruce Anderson's first goal. Uh, I mean, Alan Forrest. Uh, we'll just never have freedom like that again. Like I bet he couldn't believe his luck that he was. He tried his luck, I think, trying to go in a, a gap of space, but then realized he had three players around him and still yet made the byline. Like watching the replay, like it was like when I used to play FIFA. Like it was just get to the byline and and, and pull the ball back, and you're going to score on easy mode or at least. <laughs> it's just it's just quite funny because he doesn't actually have. When you look at it, he doesn't have any freedom. But the way that everyone acts around him is they they all give him freedom and and this is we're talking about three cutback goals when a team's playing three at the back they're playing like and that always really annoys me um I know that there's there's normally with three at the back there's ways of pulling the center halves out and then maybe you can get in behind the flanks but they weren't pulled out you'd see them all in the box and nobody's reacting Bruce Anderson he's 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 really come on in terms of he's like sort of sniffing out chances and and being in the right place at the right time rather than just being sort of like the pest striker that we always knew he was and the ability to run the channels a decent touch so he just had the the, the time of his life and the, Livingston they before we used to talk about um, the way that they used their squad and they changed their ta- they're quite tactically flexible and they change the shape all the time, but like Martindale now, um, it's it's slightly different. This run of really really good form. I was saying this last week on the pod. They absolutely know their best starting eleven. That's quite unusual for Livingston. Yeah, it it really is, and I think that, I think it was Graham that highlighted last week. Although I think he was stealing stats from from a Livy fan uh, about the importance of Scott Pittman. And you kind of saw that. But again, it's difficult to... It's a weird one because Livy won 4-0. But you, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to give them too much praise just because of how bad Dundee were. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, it, like it's like, uh, well done. It's, it's, this, was the, the, this was the actual SPFL... Well done, they have the equivalent. mental age of 13. Yeah, exactly. It was the SPFL uh, <laughs> version of uh, Neville Southall. Uh, back to Michael Owen. Well done, he's 13. Like, because it was, it was just, it was pathetic. I, I, I'm, I very much want to speak to uh, someone who knows, uh, who, someone who's probably sat in the pub they decided not to go to the game and was just having a pint, and their mates were back by <laughs> by twenty two minutes past two uh, past three on Saturday because that was it was just a it, it was just a disgraceful performance. I just don't know where Dundee go from here because you've rolled the dice in terms of you've 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 changed your manager, um, and uh, yeah, I, like I think that as we as as has been talked about, you know, that there was concerns that you could have about McPake in the direction which he was taking the club, but. Changing it for to, to a partnership of McGee and Rusk has not worked uh, in the slightest, and they are like 
I mean, having said that, you know, they're, they're playing. They've got they've got Hibs on Wednesday, so you never know. And but there's going to have there's going to have to be a big performance from them. They're going to have your performance and possibly a result as well to get fans back on side because this is kind of just only going one way at the moment. I mean, they 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 looked angry. The body language when the shots are going in, the goals, and this is the impact he's had in a week. Like we're talking about a team that was not playing well, but we're starting to feel good about themselves, and now they, they feel at the bottom. He's he, and he has had an impact with with decisions. He, he decides to play to put Charlie Adam on the bench, for example. It's, it's, so this is why I, I really did have a problem with that phrase that he used that he was brought in. Because uh, because this is this is the way it is. It was a really for a guy of his age uh, and his background. I was quite surprised that he went for that sort of like cop out phrase after a four 0 defeat at home. I thought it would be much more of the proper football man, or we'll be back. Um, we just need to work harder on the. So it's like he's already making excuses, which is, is it would would really really worry me and. Even excuses with, for himself. It's excuses for himself as well. It's not like it's not for the team or he's like not, he's not. He's like not throwing it, putting. He's throwing them under the bus straight away. Ah, exactly. Which which bodes well in your what ninth day of employment. Like you know, like <laughs> it's like. But and, and it's. I mean, I think that there's so much to be concerned about all of it, but I th- I think the the third goal is possibly the worst, just because you just can't. You just shouldn't lose that goal like you cannot you can't if if two people turn their back the whole team can't turn their back to get in <laughs> position like someone's got to just stand on the ball and make sure you can't do that and like credit to to alan forrest for for thinking quickly and, and get but again bruce anderson's not gonna have two easier goals in his life and they, he played on loan in, in league two <laughs> uh, the alan forrest we've been talking a lot obviously due to his form uh in, in recent weeks and now the the noise is which I think we were talking about as a team that would be ideal for him in the top six on another podcast. Dundee United are, are, are sort of interested in him on a pre-contract because he, he does it a contract and he's already said he's not going to play. Uh, he's not going to sign one. And that seems like spot on for me uh, with a, a guy with good delivery, a, a guy who's um, sort of nice finisher, a good end product. And it's like it allowed Tony Watt to sort of be able to have that free role that he wants. So without moving on to Dundee United, I'm just saying I think that makes that makes complete sense. But back to Dundee, I mean, he's playing with five at the back at home uh, to Livingston, and it and it does look like a proper five when you look at the <laughs> to do what though, hey? like yeah. that, like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so like with, lackluster. Yeah, with with like, so we're talking about we're not like Daily Campbell maybe looks like a guy who maybe likes to get forward, but Cammy cares a defender. Sweet, he's not really a wing back. He's 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 a fullback playing, and a defensive fullback playing wing back. Sweeney McGee and then Rossi's coming. Uh, he must be thinking what on earth a decision I've made here, and then he's went back with Rudden. He's he's gone with a front two. Uh, which I, I think would be a positive for most people, but uh, none. A lot of it didn't make sense. The team didn't look set up at all to play. And if there's a team in the in this league who can smell blood fast enough and will and will pull your pants down if you've not prepared, it's it's Livingston. And um, I, I mean Livingston top six. I I, I think they will. I, I, Livings, I've watched tons of Livingston I've been doing about five Monday podcasts on the trot or something like that so I've watched a lot of Livingston uh, and, and there is there is so much to like about the, the balance of the team's perfect the full backs are ace together with Penrice 
uh, Penrith's in the left back who I can't believe how much better he is than uh, now that I've taken any sort of notice of him can't believe how good he is now uh, and Devlin was even getting in on the act with a, with an assist and then Fitzwater's going forward and curling ones into the bottom corner straight f- straight from a corner um, Are you, so, I mean like, come on like, <laughs> it was that's fun Martin, I mean that, how good Martin that'll make them title. all feel <laughs> yeah how yeah. good that'll make them all feel like, like to get when they're already on this run of form for them to get that team then it's just wonderful and I think they're just going to ride the crest of the wave with Martindale and yeah I think top six top six quite easily for Livingston I think it'll go yeah I think uh, well, I think it's, it's looking that way I mean I don't they've not got the distractions of the cup and stuff like that and if he like again I suppose the only thing that will that could do it is, is injuries or you know they don't seem they don't seem like a squad that or a club that carries dickheads. So like, there's no. No, I can't imagine squad disruption. <laughs> well, they were playing the, they issue. were playing the opposite of themselves uh, on <laughs> yeah. on Saturday, and then we've we've seen what the what the outcome is. But McGee, let, I'd be getting sensible. My best players on the park do not overcomplicate things. Hope to God that they get the goalkeeper back legs in, so they don't have to play Lawler anymore. Who makes a mistake in every single match, and that isn't hyperbole. It's every single game he's played in, he has made an error. <laughs> and oh, it makes me sick. Dundee FC are making me sick. Yeah. They, uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of these stories of clubs that get promoted and then you're just like, you you had no plan. And But I wasn't, but I wasn't expecting you to be this pathetic. Like, yeah, I think at least that's kind of where it is. Like, yeah, at least McPake seemed to at least get on with folk. I know that wasn't always the case, but... The Bam Whisperer is how he's been referred to before. <laughs> yeah, by and, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't make, make that seem like it's uh, <laughs> like, like everyone, everyone's saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like making my own nickname. Uh, uh, everyone's been calling me. Uh, uh, <laughs> trying to build up uh, Tobias Funke at the, the water cooler. Just, uh, being like, well, yeah, no, I, I hear a lot of people referring to him as the Bam Whisperer. <laughs> Try and give my point the much more le- levity. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least he was. I felt like there there was a, a at least some sort of bond from them coming forward, and with McGee coming, it's just it was too late in the day for anyone to make any changes. So literally, all they have just now was vibes. I know that sounds daft, but it was coming in so late in the day, uh, and there's there's so much water under the bridge there. Just felt like Mark McGee is he really the guy who's going to get more out of them through personality? No. Is he going to be the guy who can sort of get them on the training ground and get this this sort of motley crew sort of working to play any sort of different sort of system that will get them out? I'm not convinced he was ever that. And it was all just stuff based on him keeping a Motherwell team up when there was shitloads more time available to do it uh, years ago. Um, and just because Gordon... If Gordon Strachan has so much sway at that club, which really does the seem, just give him the fucking job. It'd be easier. Just yeah, give but him he doesn't job. want it. He doesn't. He doesn't want the hassle. That, I think that's, <laughs> what I think that's life, the issue. What a life like, he's leading now. I know. It's, yeah. I think that's what we're all wanting to do, is get to the, at an age where you don't actually have to do that much work, but people take your what you say very seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get none of the responsibility <laughs> and, and and get paid for it. I think that's yeah. the dream. That's the um, dream. I, th- I suppose moving Consulted on from to say Duncan Consulted Yeah. This way. yeah. <laughs> It's Craig Fowler here with a proposition. How does a free case of beer sound? After the longest January in record off the back of some testing times, I reckon you think that sounds fantastic. Let's face it, we all deserve a party and I can think of nothing better than being ambushed by some delicious craft beer. 
Grab a case for free courtesy of our pals at Beer52 by going to beer52.com forward slash terrace and covering the meagre postage of $5.95. Beer52 is the biggest beer club in the world. Each month they send their members a case of beer from a different part of the globe and this month it's an absolute belter. Their great European road trip takes its best beer from across the continent. If you want a Pilsner, they've got you covered from Norweg's Lerweg Brewery. If you want a Monster 7.5% double IPA, they have you covered from Sweden's Duggins Brewery. Or if you'd like something a little on the dark side, there's a smooth coffee stout from Copenhagen's To Ool. <laughs> I think I got the pronunciation right there. And there's also beer from Croatia, Poland, Germany, Serbia and Austria amongst others. If dark beer's not your thing, you can also select the light only case. You also get the Ferment magazine, a couple of tasty stacks, and if you're not satisfied with your Beer 52 order, you can pause or cancel your subscription at any time. So that's beer52.com forward slash terrace to claim your free case now. That's beer52.com forward slash terrace. Is uh, move, moving away from, from Dens to the other team that's... I haven't watched this back now. I, I, if it wasn't for having watched the Dundee highlights before, I think I would have uh, big concerns if I was a St. Johnston fan about about my future in this league. Um, because it's, quite a lot of it just reminded me of when Hibs went down, to be honest. Like, from that, and that, you know, that maybe that's an unfair comparison, you know. Yet, St. John's will feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> but you go, you go away, and you get, you get a lead. You know, like it, it's, it's the the first time you get the ball, and then boom, you get a goal. Callum Andre, a bit of a nuisance, and then you just, you've got there's just there's no backbone to you. I think that's the, that's the sad thing for for St. John's fans looking at that team, like, and the fans made plenty of noise up there, which you know, I think they'll be a bit annoyed. But you know, like after they scored. I, Ross Laidlaw had I didn't have to make a save until the 90th minute like and it just and then just when, when Ross County scored that I think that St John's heads just went down and, and that that reminded me so much of uh, that that Hib season just with the the, the goal and you, they just they've got no self-belief I think that's that's kind of where they are and I think that'd be a bit of a worry you know in terms of uh, you know, if you're looking across at Callum Davidson, does he know what to do here? I mean, I, I suppose the only thing that they might have in their in their locker is now the return of of Big Nads. Um, he, you know, he he came on, but I mean, it's not. It's it was it's always not, a worry. Uh, with, it was always a worry with Shifty is that he hadn't played a lot of football, uh, and, and he gets they needed someone to hit the ground running. So it's like like Aaron Ramsey at Rangers. It's like these signings seem very very good on paper but in reality it could all be they, they, by the time they get to grips and they're ready to do it you might have lost too much ground or like because now it's starting to look like St Johnson and Dundee are going to be the bottom two no matter what I, I, it's it's looking like it and and and, and loathed as I am to, to give any sort of credit to, to Malcolm Mackay because I think he's of, of, uh, Malcolm Mackay the person anyway like, which I won't but Malcolm Mackay the coach you can see what they're doing like you know, watching back that game, um, what what was quite enough. interesting to me was that St Johnston did a lot of um, horizontal passing or taking the ball backwards and stuff. Whenever they went forward, it it was also straight passes as well, which isn't yet yeah, quite. So it was quite narrow. Like it was a weird one because you know it's still quite 
it didn't feel like a lot of the game went through the middle. Like there wasn't that much control. Whereas Ross County did sometimes go through the middle, but all of it was based on diagonals, and it was positive diagonals. You might come back in, but they looked so easy, so at ease in possession. Now, is that because they weren't really being pressured that much? I think you could make the argument for that because St. Johnson didn't offer that. But so you know, it's easy to look at, it's easy to look polished when you're not facing that pressure. But the fact of the matter is, we've seen them do that, this against other teams as well. It's not like it's just yeah. the only time they played well. But it was, it was, and and I suppose then the difference in diagonals was that that Ross County were playing them on the floor quickly. Mm-hmm. St John's were floating diagonals, um, but uh, but Ross County again, that's a, that's not, a, that's not, really they weren't good. afraid to mix it. They weren't afraid to mix it as well. That's a really good point because when I've watched Ross County in in recent weeks, I do find that. When they try to get the ball out wide, it isn't big switches. They go through the midfield and it's all done on the ground. Before, I was wondering if that was due to the weather when I was watching them because they didn't want the ball to go too high. I feel I feel Hibs do that quite a lot as well. When in terms of a team that try to do like get the use the wide players quite so feverishly, so it's interesting that you've sort of noticed that right away as the way that that Ross County build up. Yeah, that, I think it's 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 obviously again we. The, it was a difficult thing. They had a difficult start to the season and Mackay was saying, no, trust the process, trust the process. Um, and I suppose, as you were saying, there's kind of a similar thing going on with Maloney. And I think, with, like again, the, the difficulty is how long do you give someone? <laughs> like when when it's, when it's it might not be working and the players not buy into it. Because I know that that was definitely all concerns we had with, with Steve Clark at Scotland as well. So you get, like, I, it's, a, it's a difficult one because if it doesn't work, then you've, you, you can spend a lot of time just getting beaten. Um, but and it's a lot again, harder to take back because you've been trying to train, you're trying to train your players to do relatively abstract things that they might not have been doing at other times in their career at, at this level. So when you try to get these guys with the maybe with the bigger ideas um, and the sort of like really methodical stuff on the training ground, that that can really confuse players. And then if you're a manager coming in, it can it, it can be quite different. Like players are confused, and it can take a while to get them back to doing the the sort of basics. So it is it, it's, it's always high risk when you go for a manager who might be bringing sort of these much more abstract ideas. I mean, Ian Cathro being, being the easiest one to, to, to throw Aye, out where it just Where it just didn't work. But whereas I think, I suppose, the difference between a lot of teams this season is that County, you know, Jordan White is is not, he's, he's not anyone's idea of, of, of a good time, I don't suppose. But he, yeah, but he has been, but, he has been quite successful in that middle role, holding the ball up because they've got such dangers either side in, in Hungbo and, and Charles Reagan Cook, and that 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 sometimes can be enough having that that target man who is just going to be a nuisance and and will will shift the play a little bit enough. And you saw that like you know, Jordan White was barely involved in the game really, and then but he but then he he. He was there for the no- like at one point Ross County decided to to go along and he's there to knock it down and uh, and it's an absolutely insanely can, good finish. He can also occupy defenders um, just through sheer force of will. And when County have such so some, I might be going a bit. No, I'm not. They've got some of the best attacking midfielders. I mean, Charles Cook's definitely one of the in terms of form and and what he's done. One of the best attacking midfielders in the league. Hungbo is. Is, is very good. Ross Callahan's shown shown already that he's more than capable of playing these this role for 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 Hamilton and, and County, and and they all swap places very regularly. So that so they're really hard to they're really hard to pick up. But then 
when you have these players, something it's impossible to get the complete team. So you concentrate on what you actually need when you when you're a team like County, and all they need their striker to be as a facilitator. That's all they need. And Jordan White is absolutely fine to do that. They don't need them to do any more. Maybe and, and the problem is they'll probably never be able to get the full team because people can't Charles Cook will get picked off. So then they'll be thinking, all oh, right. So then you just have to look at the next season, the summer. Okay, who's the best player we can get? Can we get a better striker than Jordan White? You can do more, right? Yes. No, we can't actually. So let's concentrate on trying to get Charles Cook because you're never going to get the get the complete set. And teams in the bottom half of the Scottish Premiership are adept at finding strikers that are just facilitators who are absolutely gobshites in front of goals. They're rubbish. <laughs> they never they rarely score, but they 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 totally facilitate how a team wants to play. Uh, and it must be difficult when you're a manager having to make those types of decisions because it's not ideally what you want to build an entire team. But um, so Malcolm McKay, despite up to coming from a higher level, has probably managed to to get there. Going, um, I was and, and back to County. It was good to see that they. they I was surprised when Hungbo never played at Easter Road, Duncan. I was surprised with the the. the I'm surprised a lot of things with County. I thought County were dreadful <laughs> at Easter Road, and and I, and and it came completely out of the blue, really. County's performance, and and he'll be chuffed. It was obviously a good game for them to get home to St Johnston to come straight back into it. To move over briefly to St Johnston, what I saw, Hendry is is at least being a handful, and and he's, and he's scoring sort of more goals than anyone else just bringing up, bringing back. So bringing him back was definitely correct, and I enjoyed seeing Sang. Putting in a cross for a Hendry goal because that's him already better than 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 James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's 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 just not an awful lot to to like about that St Johnson team or, or that performance. Sorry, I shouldn't say that they're all perfectly nice guys, I'm yeah. sure. But like it, like there was that like, until he until he got subbed off, I'd, I'd really forgotten. That Ali Crawford was on the pitch, yeah. you know, like that. It was that. It was that sort of performance. And Halberg's you know, like the most, up, the one of the most flair players. It feels like, like, like uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 bizarre. Like Middleton got on the ball a lot, but didn't do a lot with it, which is I think is kind of story of the his story life. of his story of yeah story of his life. And I think that you know, at least Henry's a bit of a wrecking ball in that regard. And uh, but I mean that, I suppose they, they'll. I, Hendry, I'm, Hendry I'm, has I'm, weapons. Hendry, Hendry has attributes. That if you bring them out of them, that he can do. So similar to what I was talking about with White, these guys. Whereas Middleton's like a a slow winger. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so uh, he's he's he, he, don't get me wrong. He, he certainly had good games. He's been effective for St Johnson at points. But I always feel when he regresses to the mean, he's just not very good, and he doesn't actually hold a lot of attributes. No, no. I think I think again. He, I think he's kind of cursed by his ability to be flexible as well that he's not been able to like you he's been uh he's definitely been moved around probably a bit too much already in his career and i think he just needs i think wherever he goes next or if he stays at St. johnson he needs to just kneel down a position and and learn that because i think that's that's kind of his problem uh is he's just he just gets shifted but you saw it even in this game you know that you know that he yeah he, he, he went uh he moved about after after that but again like Cam Davidson like what what are you doing bringing on the Halloran in the 88th minute like you know like there's just there's just some odd things going on at St Johnson and that's just when you're I'm, panicking I'm, and you I, just feel like you need to do something it's yeah but I mean I think that's that that's that's my concern is I could maybe see Dundee putting together a run I just can't see the St Johnson team putting oh. together like I'd, like so I think I think the bottom six it's a big is call be, man I think it, after well, watching that <laughs> I know, but like I, I but I th- 
surely Dundee have to get a reaction somewhere along the line, and they've got Charlie Adam. If you know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've got they've got they've, they've got, got set pieces they've, they've, for a start. They've got some weapons at least. Like, mm-hmm. I just I feel that St Johnson is uh, St Johnson are really blunted and 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 you know, lots of good good solid pros, but. Like actually, you probably need a bit of ingenuity, and you need some personality, and I'm, yeah, and yes. I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely convinced that that Shiftji is even bringing that at the moment. And so you've got like, you know, when it's when when it's going to be, you know, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's all. Like I, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to how the, how this shapes this shapes the out. And I, hope it goes down to, I really hope it goes they down really, to the wire. They really I think need Clark keep back. it interesting. Yeah, they really need Clark back because obviously Parish just clearly just is a crap goalkeeper. And that's but two games in a row against Hearts. I thought it was questionable for the well, it was definitely questionable for the goal. And then for Regan Charles Cook's really clever hooked shot. Don't get me wrong, I, love, I loved it. And that's a guy really confident in himself pulling that out of the bag. Um, but, he but, probably, but he probably could have done better. I mean, I? The, the, the sports scene commentator with the he was at full stretch. Absolutely <laughs> no fucking way was he at full stretch. Uh, but Charles Cook. I mean, just before we move on, just uh, it just gets better and better, and then the the, the 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 goals are of like real fucking style. That that goal he scored, the the opener, that's brilliant, man. Just like they are a goal doing, they're they're struggling. You need some inspiration, and there's nothing better when you. That's when you really want your top players to to come at the fore when you've just went behind and he gets them back in it so quickly just- with. A really, Beautiful really, bend. yeah, it's like a really tidy goal, and to see he's, he's um, he's getting the, the Martin Boyle vibes you're getting is because like now he's bringing because Charles Cook when he first came in was a, a run out the run out the ground, unintelligent looking looking player, but with attributes that you could mould and you could see why managers always think well we've got pace, get him in, it's hard to it's hard to come by, let's see what we can do, and then his now his touch is good. His, his, his movement around the pitch is good. He, he moves from side to side. He gets given a free roll. And now he's scoring acrobatic volleys and curling them into the ball corner. And now he looks like one of the most technically proficient players in the league on top of having that pace. And uh, it's, it's it's really it's cool to see, man, because obviously we love the story of Martin Boyle and it's fun seeing him with another player as well. Aye, that's why we love the league and that's why it's, it's always interesting because... You can see guys actually develop and, and grow as as footballers. Because so, they get I mean, time that, yeah. here, because yeah, sometimes you don't yeah. have. They, you can't just go out and say, "I'm buying another one." <laughs> like you're, you're going to have to be. I'm going to have to work with him. I've hung my hat on him, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good, 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 solid fun. We Charles Cook, man. I'll now uh, move move up to Pataudry, which I think had a real sense of, of occasion about it. Obviously, I think it was. I think it was, or almost was, a sellout. Um, obviously, they were it was trying to build as a big Sir Alex Ferguson homecoming. They did the statue unveiling the day before and things like that. Uh, and then uh, he got to witness uh, David Bates, and that <laughs> Sir Alex must have been like, oh, interesting. Um, just he's a footballer. It's just it's this is now going to. It, it does seem like an agenda now. This is. As I said, I've done this Monday podcast with the last five weeks and he's come up, Craig Anderson, two times in a week, having a go, I've had a go, everyone. You, you've you opened with the, with the day that Alex Ferguson comes back. We've opened with David Bates. But there's getting to an argument now along with some of these Dundee players and like a shoot. David Bates is one of the worst players in the fucking league in terms of like it, it, his effect that he has on that on that Aberdeen team. 
he, I think Joe Lewis's um, confidence has went down playing playing in behind him. Uh, I, I, I think like the the full Ramsey is coming back of injury. I feel like he's been curtailed. I know he didn't play in this game. I think there's a real panic around. I think players don't don't trust playing around them. Gallagher. Obviously, he's never been the perfect player, but there's certainly a good player in there. I mean, we've seen him do it at a really, really high level for Scotland, even on occasions. He's starting to look flustered being in our around base. And it's just, this one, it's like, it's just, it's just stupid, this decision. You've got all momentum. Fergie's back. Full crowd. Everyone's delighted to be there. The, 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 the tales of old that would have been spoke about in the pub before it, and the belief based on really nothing about going into that game and like, thinking like, just one of those games that they have to win and straight away he just does the sh- guy's running at the box and he grabs his shirt twice and the second time's one of those really obvious pulls where his shirt's so far away from his back and his hand and there's a clear gap where you can see it the referee's looking right at it and it's just it's moronic it doesn't there's no reason to make that decision and then he gives Mark McNulty the chance to score his first goal of the season <laughs> Yeah, that 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 probably says more about it than anything else. Um, I mean, Aberdeen got back into the game with a, a, a an Edwards own goal, one of the more bizarre goals we'll we'll see this season. But I mean, I get it's it seems like I'm a bit of a broken record whenever wherever I'm on. But when I talk about this, but teams that that choose to play quickly and precisely cause defenders in this league havoc. Like it's not like it like it seem like it shouldn't be a mystery in terms of how to score in this league because if you if, yeah if you just build quickly and and make decisions sharply and don't linger on the ball and and pass it precisely you're going to cause so many defenders to to get in a mess. Absolutely. I mean, you you spoke about it. Um, was it Ross County scoring equaliser against Dundee when he just played the ball quickly uh, and and asked a question like really really sharply. Uh, but with a bit of pace on the ball, and and they panicked. I mean, you're, you're seeing Hibs. Hibs. I'll use Hibs as an example because obviously we both watch them. Uh, their improvement now because everything's been slightly more precise uh, and being done at, at, at a pace. In this in this league, uh, what makes it brilliant is you don't get time, and you have to accept it. So if you want to play a high level of football, you're going to need to work really hard to get the one two touch going because you're never going to get more time than that on the ball, or otherwise you have to play in the channels. And you have really like agile, mobile players. I just it's just the way it's just the way it is. You've got those, those sort of those those two options. I yeah, you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to change the league. And I think that's that's a problem that far too many or some managers have had when coming into this place. There's maybe an argument of why again, I don't want to get in this debate at all and I don't want to seem like I'm against it. I like having foreign managers come in, but it's something I think that, that foreign managers, it takes them a time to realise that and before then they've already been hounded out. So if they, it's not that their foreign managers couldn't get to grips with it, but it just takes time because they want to change it and they probably feel like we want them to change it because they probably see that, that narrative coming all the time. Uh, and like they're all oh, being brought in to play a different style, and they all have the, the sort of old up and at them style in their heads. They'll be getting to, and then by the time it gets there, they're all being. It, it might take them a few weeks, and then they've already been humped a few times. And that's just again, this is an off the hip shot. I've not looked at stats about that. This is just a purely a perception thing um, of why maybe foreign managers and maybe younger managers as as well maybe find it quite difficult coming from coming from elsewhere. But in terms of the, I, I watched. Well, you're not. I think you're probably less willing to be pragmatic at that that stage. Like you know, yeah. I think that's that. Yeah, that is the issue, isn't it? 
I mean, I, I, I did, I did watch this game on Saturday, and if I was an Aberdeen fan, I would be, I would be pretty chuffed. I'd be frustrated about not winning. I thought. Pitch just give them a goal, and Dundee United didn't really do anything. The rest thing, Dundee United—they did. Yeah, I mean, I, I only saw the highlights, so I can't say. But it, aside from uh, what, and then doing Bates again very early on in the, in the, the first half, uh, or the, uh, in the first half, they, they didn't really seem to be <laughs> that involved. No, they, 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 the funny thing was is that you expected Aberdeen to start like a train. That was what I assumed, but it was the, the complete opposite. It was like Dundee United they got inspired about. Sort of pooping the party, um, a phrase that I've just made up there, uh, and and then and then Dundee United had brought a really quite a large away support, which I thought was fun. I don't know if there were ticket prices, but I was really impressed with the away support they they brought, and it is a big game and new firm derby and all that. Uh, and but Dundee United started really strong and they were really pressing them. But then once they got the goal, I actually think it maybe worked against Dundee United getting that goal so early because they 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 reverted straight back, which has been a criticism of Dundee United especially in, in, in recent months. But to talk about Aberdeen, they they done what Rangers sort of struggled to... Well, not struggle, but Dundee United, when they played Rangers, they kept that back three really tight and, and defending the box. And the wing-backs sort of came back and they were helping. They were slightly further forward. I mean, they had Niskisen playing as a as a wing-back in, in this game, which instantly tells you so they were trying to be slightly more attacking. And what happened was Benyuzin, ben- ben- the, the Aberdeen wide player, he... Aye, he seemed to be involved a lot. He was, he was excellent. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced there was that much... He, was he excellent or he, was, was the quality just lacking? No, no, I, I think he was He was really excellent in terms of how much responsibility he was taking for, as a young player coming in at Aberdeen, especially on a day like that. I mean, there's a huge amount of pressure and he seemed to thrive on it. He was taking a huge amount of responsibility on wanting to get on the ball and dragging Aberdeen forward and quick thinking, quick reactions to, to what's going on around them, putting in quality balls. And he gave, after Ross Graham, so it inexplicably had a... So it was a really good start coming back in at Dundee United from his loan spell. And then against Rangers, like being like mega involved in absolutely everything that in that game, he got he got a bit of a roasting in this. And this is what I mean with the back three not being able to play so tight like they did against Rangers, you know, when and you've got guys on your side. He was getting exposed quite a lot. And he was really dragging him out wide where he didn't want to be. He wasn't playing central at all. Uh, and giving him a real run for his money. So I mean, I was, I was, I was impressed with with him and Matt Kennedy. They really stretched the pitch and really made that back three uncomfortable, and were pulling them all out of position. And it's just funny. One week you're talking about Dundee United, incredible ability to to defend crosses, and then the next week they could have, they, 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 Ramirez should have scored. That was from a cross. I quite like it with Ojo, and because Ojo's had this experience of playing wide this season, so he was quite comfortable when switching with Bazillian coming inside and getting involved and Ojo was happy to go out and he wasn't like a rabbit in headlights in there. He was able to make, he set up that chance for Ramirez in the first half that he that he blazed over the bar and there are numerous chances, very similar to that, between Bazillian and Kennedy. So it looks like Goodwin, Goodwin was a fan of Kennedy. He wanted to bring Kennedy in. So I think Kennedy you're going to find is going to be playing a lot and he's going to be playing with two wide players, which he did at, which he did at St Mirren as well. I mean, he brought in Jordan Jones telling you exactly how he wants to play. So I think that... that Probably suit this this Aberdeen team that the 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 personnel he's already got will suit 
Jim Goodwin. He won't need to do a lot, which is very helpful. If you're going to make a decision outside the transfer window, that's exactly what kind of needs to happen. If it's unless you're if, you, if you're especially if you're in trouble. Um, so I, I was I was quietly impressed with Aberdeen, uh, and I and I think that they will. Goodwin will be looking for the fastest way to get rid of David Bates because Goodwin doesn't strike me as someone who wants to have questionable centre-halves because he's quite... We're shocked to see guys like that at St Mirren. St Mirren, they didn't overplay at the back. They were not a million miles away from maybe how we know Livingston when they can be quite direct. But then once they get in the last third, that's when they come alive and it's intricate, it's impressive and it's good to watch. But they don't fuck around too much with the ball at the back. So Bates is going to be like red alert for for Goodwin, and he'll look for. Well, the I mean, I, mean I, I, th- I think we'll we'll have a we'll soon have a quick idea of what Goodwin's uh, plans are for the squad. I mean, they're, they're away to Hearts this midweek, then they are away to Rangers on uh, Saturday, and, and, and then, he also he also done this with, and then they follow uh, that with, with with two. I was just saying, then two weeks later, they they host Tibbs. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, there's poten- there's a potential there's a potential like there's potential for. Is a potential for zero points from th- from those three games, but there is also potential for for getting six. So, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, and strange enough, Glass. I'm, I'm done, discounting Rangers. Yeah, Glass <laughs> like, did really well yeah. in that in that sort of like the that period of the fixture list. The last time, strange enough, they picked up, they came back after losing loads of games. So that was quite bizarre. But Goodwin also done. Aberdeen were missing players. I mean, they lost Johnny Hayes, Calvin Ramsey, and Ross McCrory. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling there might be a COVID situation because they couldn't fill their bench. Uh, and they had two young guys who've never played and a goalkeeper and then only two other subs. So it looks like they only had 13 first-team players available. Uh, and But obviously they couldn't ask for a call-off because they put Bloody Fergie there on a statue. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> so yeah, they had to call it quits. But yeah, I'd be if I was an Aberdeen fan, I'd be quietly optimistic after seeing that. Well, well, seeing as it's, it's completely bunched up now uh, between four, Hibs in fourth on 35 points, all the way down to Ross County in 10th on 30 points, which is, is crazy. I think it's it's going to be really interesting in the next few weeks how, how to see that pans out. So another, I mean, that's, uh, we're, we're pretty much giving Hearts third. So we'll go there next. Uh, and they defeated uh, St Mirren 2-0 at the, whatever they're calling uh, the stadium in Paisley now. Um, but this, I, I mean... Well, I thought we're, we're, we're in the Patreon. We're going to be talking about uh, what the ma- what basically what the managers have been saying over the weekend. But it, it was refreshing to hear uh, Stephen Robinson back and complaining about referees. That feels like it's not been a, a while. And he seemed to, you know, he said there was three instances of where the, the things go in against them on Saturday. I'm not quite sure exactly about that, but uh, I suppose this did this game all kind of change on on the sending off for Conor Ronan in the twenty second minute. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, for what what I've, I've, obviously I was listening to some people who watched it. I had a friend who watched it, and then obviously Robert was doing a solo commentary mission on this, which I heard he done very well at, and sounded like an extremely difficult job, and not one that I would I'd envy doing. I definitely would want a pal up there and I was doing commentary. Um, but Hearts sort of did change. I mean, Hearts have been in bad form. Uh, frank, just frankly, so they changed to a four-two-three-one. So that's Nielsen's been relatively rigid to that three four three, so that's that's quite a big that's a big thing for for him to do. And and and, and Halkett back, being back is just a huge thing for them at the moment. He's yeah, it's just, unbelievable. He is, he's, like he's their MVP this season. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Which is, but, 
wild considering I mean we were talking about him being overweight and 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 like not looking particularly interested last season but he's clearly worked and with him not being there the, the team's borderline collapsed <laughs> so I mean it, it, it says <laughs> it says it says a lot it says a lot of his his stocks went extremely high during that period but um Rob was thinking that the hearts created a few good chances for boys but couldn't he put them away but then yeah 22 minutes in <laughs> Ronan's red card what did you think about it Duncan uh, I what wasn't a red card for me for me I think in in real time and then on the replay I think it looks I think it potentially looks worse I think that the, the Fraser's challenge on GMS is a lot worse I think that would that if you're going to be kind of <laughs> a straight red I think that that's where it was and I think um yeah it, I think you can s- I can understand why it's been given, so I'm not like I'm not going to say, "Oh, it's an outrage," and you know, it's, it's a sign of uh, refs being completely biased against a club in Paisley. Because why would they bother? Um, but uh, I can understand why it's given. But to me, it looks like Ronan is trying to pull out. Like it looks bad because the way he's caught him. I can so I understand why it was given, but I I don't think it actually is a red. I think it's, it was a, a yellow, but a yellow boarding on red. So I can understand why it was given. With, I was looking forward to the, the talk that I maybe found a bit interesting. Before the game, I was thinking about Power and Gogic up against Benny and Devlin, and it didn't look like it disappointed. Like the game looked like it disappointed because basically those four were really having at it in the in the middle of the park, and the, and the game couldn't really the game couldn't really breathe um, for, from what from my take on it. And we saw that came to a real head when Power sort of lifted Devlin up <laughs> off his feet. Devlin really fuck fucks off a lot of people. <laughs> it seems on the you can just tell he is that sort of short Aussie. Like you can imagine he is just cocky little chirping. Uh, the, yeah, the chirping the whole time just chirping away. And, like, uh, and again, like not enough, not enough. Like because he's he's not a he's not really a dirty player in that regard. Like he, he's not uh, like, I've, I've not seen any evidence that he's like a malicious player and like that, or goes out to do people, if you know what I mean. But he is, he definitely enjoys a tackle and he enjoys getting, in, he enjoys getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I think of going up against and then power just could not, uh, obviously got himself very frustrated and picked him up. Uh, and then actually lo and behold, he, he went and got a goal. His first, his first goal for hearts. Cause what, what thing that would worry me if I was a, a Hearts fan is that the goals have been spread around the team, which is cool. Even though like four of them, three or four of them, have been like free kicks from from Kingsley, which I wouldn't want to be hanging my hat on too much. But no, then I mean in this formation of four two three one, you really think that would suit Hearts in terms of the personnel they've got. It got Woodburn back in the team. It gives GMS a, a position to play. It gives um, Ginelli a, a chance to play, and obviously in Barry Mackay. I mean, Barry McKay the great gets guy, the, the, the great Barry McKay. Yeah, the, the great Barry McKay. But then Barry, Barry McKay does is, is always involved, and he is a hugely creative threat for them. But my biggest worry would be it's like the rest of them do fuck all. Like they don't all like, <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's like three guys who they really should be thinking. You're looking at they've got these four attacking midfielders. You really think you should be hanging your hat on, but Woodburn flatters, and it's all flattering to deceive. They look good in moments. Woodburn, I think, is the prime example. He looks cute. He looks clever, but and just, then they get to the final third. Yeah, there's no real, and then there's not no real sort of cutting edge with, with guys like Woodburn and Ginelli. So just more, he's had. I think he's had quite a poor season. I think there was a lot expected at Ginelli coming this season, and then GMS. I mean, everyone's. I mean, he's, he's not even I the mean, fun how many, show how, how, many, how many how many times have we been through this with GMS? Yeah. Like it's just it's it's yeah it's. 
boring on <laughs> boring for all of us, like then, you know, just and, talking about. Yeah, and then Boyce, who's for me, I actually think he outside the old firm, he's the most rounded striker in, in the league. I think he can do everything. Uh, and, but and he's that, just so shy of confidence at the moment, isn't it? See, it does seem so. When you really check it, I mean, he's, he's scored eight goals in the league, and three of them have been penalty goals. And then, so that's only five. And I think he's got fourteen overall in, in cups and stuff like that. And he's and he's played, he's played really, and 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 he obviously started had such a fast start. But it just it just. I wonder what would have happened if Hearts had like a couple of those forwards really fucking even firing to a bit <laughs> how much would they'd be in the stratosphere they'd be about 50 points ahead of everyone <laughs> um, so I mean I just I'm sure people could tell me you watch Hearts more often that maybe I'm being a bit unfair about them, but just the, the output seems really low for uh, for a group of players with that, that quite for the lot. input that, for the input that they've got yeah, yeah right. the talent, I imagine yeah, yeah. the money that they're paying for for those yeah. group and then Ellis Sims is well I mean he's he's not perfect he's really direct he's a bit greedy but he's so direct he's so strong and he's quick he's fucking the definition of a handful and um, he's coming and he's already battered in three goals and that show you know what I mean like this this guy who's and and he's like, come on at half time and he's well coming for forty minutes and he's probably man of the match in the game I uh, yeah. I would, I would say so. Like, I think, yeah, it's, well, not even, not even forty minutes. So, about thirty-five. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I think, uh, I think it's just one of those things, one of those days for Saint Mirren as well. I think that things all, uh, Roms don't want to put his own imprint on a team, but it's going to be quite. I think it's going to be quite difficult for him, just on the basis that that I mean that Goodwin had a very clear idea about what he wanted his team to do. And you've not got the, you've you've just not got the transfer window, so like you you you're just gonna. I wouldn't want to make any changes. Thing is, it's just gonna be yeah. I think it's so so yeah. You're 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 shut down on the personnel change you can make. I think it would. I think probably top six is going to be too far for them. I think at this stage, but they've been stumped. The good one, it's cost them that. Yeah, so you feel like that'll cost them, and Livingston will take it. But. He, I think that he'll see the cup as a the cup game against Hearts in a couple of weeks as an opportunity, uh, and then also just uh, I don't know maybe maybe just this idea of maybe just properly assessing his team and and getting ready to do his his target his his business early on and 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 work out who he wants to build his team around next season. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's it's fun as you said. It's fun to have Stephen Robinson back. He's he's nothing if he's he, he's vocal. And, and Aye, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, I was going to say speaking of vocal, but the, the, it wasn't that uh, loud by the end. Of, by by the time the full whistle went uh, yesterday at uh, Ibrox. Well, it was we very are, loud and booing. Yeah. <laughs> and like three wait, days wait. after getting defeated Dortmund, and then it's uh, boos and that. And like, foot, I'm not. I'm not blaming Rangers fans. So I just like I fucking love it. That is football in its purest form. That's the, and that that was the ones that were left because it looked uh, an empty stadium as as ever. But uh, and I suppose this is uh, there is an element of, of we've said this a lot this season with that the old firm are not are not perfect this season and there, there's a lot to be said for teams just being resilient and and sticking around uh, because you never know what's going to because because neither neither side appears to have the proper killer instinct this season and I think that was de- that was demonstrated yesterday because. You know, if if you told me like again, I think everyone in the world is is that is if they're if they're watching a game and they see that the old firm have gone two 0 up at home, uh, then that, you know it's going off like as a neutral because because usually it's just no longer a contest. 
Um, and especially the way that Motherwell had turned up. I mean, two goals in, in short, quick succession of questionable defending. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know... Um, the, the difference oh, the difference yeah. between Motherwell's defending in that first half and when suddenly they had something to hold on to really eye-opening and it, it, it was, Fowler mentioned that maybe it was um, maybe on the telly show or something I remember I heard him saying it talking about um, so the, the blood and guts done the United show to when uh, they're doing it and the exact words were because they've suddenly got something they get something to hold on to early and suddenly they're through and Motherwell were like that the first half they weren't any stopping crosses they weren't marking anyone Lundstrom had a free header uh, they could, they, Kent was just dancing into the box and, and obviously they conceded the goal from the Morelos or Mugabe head or whoever whoever you want to give it to but it was a free, yeah, but it was a free, a free cross from Rank Kent yeah, not, not, not a great idea not a great idea and suddenly in the, in, once they get that to each and you're watching the highlights at the end people are throwing their heads in front of the ball uh, like in, in the box and so it just, it just shows that huge mentality thing and what must really frustrate uh, that must be the frustrating bit about managers is the just when human nature <laughs> is, uh, is, is getting involved but Rangers that's it's not. That's not a bad day at the office. That's now. No, this is this is form. this is becoming more. This is now becoming not. It's a feature, not a bug. I think is what how you describe it. Like you, know, we've seen this far too often from them this season. That that their their inability just to, to put teams away, uh, and I don't, is it is it lack of concentration? Like what 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 is it with, with like someone like Connor Golson not just doing his job properly? And like is it is it, is it heads being turned? Is it I I like because the squad's big. The squad feels like it's big enough, but then maybe it isn't. Maybe uh, like it, it should feel like it's big, but then I don't know. Like I saw a few Rangers fans being like, "Well, if you looked at that bench, you wouldn't not necessarily much that you'd want to come on and change the game." And I'm like, well, um, I mean. That's, that sounds like Kamara Roof seems fine to me when he's banging them yeah, in for exactly. 60 yards in Europe um, but yeah. there's, there's that's a really good point Duncan though as a, as a talking point about the squad it feels like Van Bronckhorst has kind of casted quite a few guys aside Roof being up I think he's dis- I think he's decided there's a few of these guys I don't know for me Roof being one like, of them and that seems weird because obviously Roof's Roof's not perfect and sometimes I feel like he's he, he plays on the periphery but in terms of talent and and pulling things out of the bag he's pulling the best in the in the bloody league uh, and I don't and I don't I don't think you really want to be fully reliant on Morelos like we know how good he is but there's that is him and the, I don't know it's, it's an Dave Davis has me. been cast, like, cast aside he's not kicked a ball uh, in anger and just that that yeah again I suppose it is, is it complacency or whatever but you've like you that that shift against Dortmund on on Thursday was huge. You know, and, and Morelos did a, a heck of a lot of running. Like, why not? Why not have Roof start and full no point you, having you, them? He bought them for six and a half yeah. million. You know, what I mean, it's a it's a it's a, a top quality player. He was basically signed to replace Morelos because they thought Morelos was leaving. So, yeah. So I mean, again, like it's it's a it's a bit of a, a strange one. I mean, again. Barisic, I, I mean, Duncan, Duncan Barisic. He clearly doesn't he doesn't trust him at all now, no, which is fair I, enough I, to be to be to be because um, Lundstrom ended up at centre half because Balogun just came back for injury. He played that monumental half against Dortmund, and then he obviously he claimed that he wasn't ready to go full ninety. Fair enough, uh, uh, that's fine. But normally you would think, well, Bassi will move inside and embarrass should play at left back, but that's now off the table. And that ended up Lundstrom going back there. Lundstrom got rinsed for the goal because suddenly he was in a position where 
like in midfield, you're protected in there, and Lundstrom's forms went really high. I mean, Giovanni Bronkhorst has done a really good job with with Lundstrom personally. Cause I've never you been can see point. why he's been signed. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, like, could, yeah that, like, which, which no one was. Yeah, no one could quite see beforehand. But yeah. he got, but he got absolutely rinsed when he when he got exposed uh, for that goal. Might as well talk about that goal, Duncan. I mean, he got absolutely rinsed, and then the ball just got Woolery just. Brilliant. Willery's causing them cause them quite a lot of bother this season, actually. Um, and and sorry, Graham Alexander's caused a lot of bother. I think he's only got one defeat in four for, <laughs> uh, against Rangers. But he 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 gives them a ten yard start, gets past them, drills it across. And just why does McGregor just? I mean, you talk about a goalie commanding their box. I want them to command their goal line. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can I can understand that his first reaction was to go and make a complaint to to the referee or something. I was that's like, his go-to, though, isn't what, it? Yeah, but yeah, that's his go-to. Like, I think that's a, well, that's his tell in terms of like, we know you've messed up here, like that. Like, it, just a a bizarre thing to, to have been so dominant. And yeah, okay, they will Rangers will probably feel slightly aggrieved by the fact that Morelos got the ball in the goal twice, um, at between at two one. Um, again, far like I don't want VAR. Don't, that, just like, leave it. Like, just again, don't, don't like, say for it. those, but, but, but I know it's coming. But uh, like you know, like I'd yeah, it's just a just a. If you're relying on that to beat Motherwell when you were two 0 up, like again, I'm just I'm not, I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna be that sympathetic towards yeah. it. Yeah, and you're right about like the, the whole switching off things, all goals. I mean, it's not like Motherwell were putting them. Motherwell to be to their credit, I, I, I should say. I mean, like. Stephen Roberts, um, so Graham Alexander, really brave at half time, making the making the triple triple sub, bringing on Amluzar, who ended up getting subbed off later on, uh, and uh, Roberts and Shaw, and that had a huge effect. Roberts obviously scoring a goal, but that gave them sort of twin pacey um, to, to points to to hit, to hit going forward. And, and Shaw's a player. I've, the, the the brief things I've seen of him, I, I quite like as a as a rounded sort of player. But uh, and then Woolery, he just it's sheer force of will the the second goal. But for a Rangers point of view, Tavernier's getting battered and and not not being strong enough. Uh, Goldson just sort of shoved aside. Brilliant. This is this is Kane, this is Kane Woolery. We're not talking about like a really. It's not like it's not like Morelos doing it. You know, like a guy who's well known for this. And then he just fucking batters it through. So sort of McGregor and McGregor looked every. Every day is thirty nine years old when that ball went through his legs, um, and then but, but they, they could have scored after that. Lamy should have scored from a, from a set piece that got crossed in. Ah, it was a very very poor, a limp effort, I would say, from yeah. Lamy. But again, yeah, like again, we've, we 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 say this so often is that you you if you want to beat Rangers or Celtic, you or any big team, if you're, like when you're when you're the underdog, you have to take your chances when you're given them. Uh, you don't. You're not going to. You're not going to be given them a, a second time. Yeah, um, and yeah, but Rangers be disappointed. Uh, of course, at Motherwell get out of there. They were pretty agricultural at points. I like to tackle in the first half, and he just ta- he sort of studied. Goldson in the arse uh, and that, that just, you're playing Motherwell man that's happening that isn't because they're playing Rangers that's just how they play uh, but if they make a 2-2 draw with, with Van V now and he didn't make three subs at half time they'll be absolutely delighted with that but I'm going to put my neck on the line and say it was very much more Rangers gifts than sort of Motherwell playing their way into the game but I'm happy to be I'm happy to um, Aye. be told I'm wrong and I, I- and I think what's going to be more galling if you're a Rangers fan is moving on to the 
to our final game of the the, the week because it's nil nil so it has to come last. But also, it wasn't that exciting to, to, to agree. I think it was the, the stuff that we enjoyed as Hibs fans probably, but I think as a, a neutral, it probably wasn't a great game to watch. But the fact of the matter is, you know, going out into that game that that winning will give you will will close the gap. Well, like it like gives you a bit of momentum, you know, like it just it just you know that if you've Celtic got tired legs, the Thursday show that disappears at that point. Yeah, and and you're 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 gaining on Celtic when Celtic chose to rest players on Thursday night, to then and then didn't get the job done on the Sunday, um, because of course they don't because they they hate coming to Leith, uh, which seems to be a thing at the moment. Despite you know, but um, yeah, like so, it was nil nil at Easter Road. Um, it was a. I mean, it was a hard fought game. There was watching back the highlights again. There was bits that looked no one created that much, that that many chances. I this idea that Celtic dominated the game. I don't uh, buy that at in, all. I, th- I think they had they had a lot of possession because Hibs allowed them to have possession. I think that that's exactly. Even then, I think the possession was like forty five percent, fifty five or something like that, and there was. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Periods of it the wasn't game, total, I th- yeah. I th- periods of the game where I thought Hibs were were, were in quite in good control, and I like the, the you can see the implementation of the style now, which I, I I was really chuffed with. We're still passing the ball out for the back, but against Sitmirren and Livingston, it was so slow, it wasn't precise enough, it was bobbling. So then, once the minute you if you pass to the back, see the second you get one pass wrong, you're in fucking trouble. It all goes because yeah. everyone comes. Well, you see, you saw that later on, and uh, with Celtic yeah. when when they st- the the, the Again, a vertical pass back to Joe Hart, and again, needless uh, you for, know, for but, Starfelt, who yeah, was crap. Yeah, Starfelt uh, was 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 not good, and I think that I think that's uh, yeah. It was a, it was a strange performance from Celtic because there was there was glimpses every so often of the fact that you because we all know it as fans, but it, it, like it wasn't demonstrated where you could see Celtic had other gears to go through. But they suddenly started nipping after it an hour. They went faster. for it. Yeah, they went, but but then only didn't do it for didn't do it for a prolonged period of time. It was kind of they they kind of lost faith in what they were trying to do. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I'm really not sure what what it, that what Celtic's problem was. If you know what I mean. Like I think. Well, I think maybe it can start in terms of Maeda is not the guy to lead. Like was 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 put. It was. It wasn't a game for 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 Maeda to play. Um, they needed the movement of, of they needed the movement of Jackamakis or or more even better but of Kyogo because one thing Jackamakis gives you is he's very sharp movement when the ball goes wide to Jota or Hatati has it Jackamakis is always on his bike to get in front of the defender he's really good at running across the front post uh, and in a team like Celtic that's a huge plus point because you're going to get tons of opportunities to to make to make that yeah. run. And Maida, I think he wants to get involved too much. And this game actually passed them by, but um, they needed they probably needed him in this game to sort of just try and play between the posts and look to get opportunities and ignore the ball if you like. Yeah, no, but I get. I suppose that the, my reflection on on where Celtic went is that McGregor was McGregor was very busy. But the game totally seemed to bypass both Rogic and and Tati. Tati was was not really involved, and Rogic just looked lazy. Like, and, and that that was why the fun, he was, the fun, the fun was, Rogic, the, the, the two sides of top Rogic. Yeah, like, again, like bounced after fifty eight minutes. Weirdly, Celtic not making any other subs in that game, 
But then again, you look at that bench, and it's, it's not looking that strong, actually. Like, you know, you've got... Both you teams know, have a, had a threadbare bench, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and, you know, moving on to Hibs, I suppose, Hibs had nine... Not necessarily first teamers, but nine. But nine. I'd say big, five of them would probably uh, come players. straight into the team. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. five because I'm straight into. And then Kevin Nisbet gets uh, injured after 26 minutes. Uh, well, poor challenge from Starfelt, but again, uh, that that was kind of par for the course. I was, I was cynical. Celtic were cynical, weren't they? Cynical. Celtic were really quite cynical yesterday, and and not not, not um, aggressive or anything like that, but just very. Very nippy, and, the, um, and again, it's I suppose it's the it's the it's the way of how you how you stop attacks as you it's, you. It's a Pep, Guard, Pep Guardiola does it. I mean, Man City are like one of the biggest foulers in the league down south because the second they lose the ball, they just take turns to stop the attack. Everyone get back, and especially when you play that style expansive, you've got so many players committed forward that you probably need to to do it, and you need a brave ref to sort of call call that fast straight away because Victor should have got Kevin booked Clancy's, for a pull on. Yeah, yeah. an elbow yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. But Kevin Clancy is not that brave. Right, yeah, I'm no. afraid to say. Um, um, well, let's go. Dre Wright. Yeah. Dre Wright is a young Luca Modric. Unbelievably, <laughs> unbelievably uh, changed my opinion of him in in, in, in one one performance. Yeah. Uh, like he he's uh, he slimmed down a bit. He he, he again a Scottish football man. Like that just uh, shown a bit of willing. <laughs> like can sometimes I mean. Talking about someone else in that midfield, Josh Campbell, technically nowhere near good enough, but his he is made for for matches. Yeah, like it's no yesterday. surprise that Rangers all, and Celtic are his best is, performances. Uh, yeah, where all he has to do is just run around and be a nuisance and get on the ball and, and play quick passes, and and he does he did that tenacity. really really well. Yeah, tenacity. That, that's all. That's all you're looking for. Um, I mean, I can, aside from that, like the Rocky Bashuri was superb. Uh, uh, at the back, yeah, he, he was. He was. He still can't Doink, head. <laughs> he still, still can't head to the ball. But we're, we're, we're small, small, small progress yeah, on yeah, yeah. on that. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we're, we're hopefully going to see something out of Sylvester Jasper. Like he, there, there seems to be, he was super. There's something yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. There's something about him. Um, so maybe well, what what I like to fortunately hips are hips are way to Dundee. So maybe <laughs> that's an opportunity for him to to find some space and and, and get his, get uh, get some confidence. What what I liked about him is that it was really important because in that type of game we need you need someone who's got good feet to take the ball in tight spaces, which is something I was impressed with the whole team. They, how willing they were to take the ball in, in these tight places, which I'm sure Sutton Maloney talks about constantly. Um, but Jasper in it, he's got a good touch. He's quick enough. He can scamper. He can open up. He plays with both feet, and he and he could open the game up for us. And he could carry the ball, and, and he actually protected it quite well. But he's worked great. He got moved out to left wing back um, when Stevenson had to go off. Um, so like he showed how his desire. He was blocking crosses when he was in there. So he's really bought into everything, which is which is hugely important, especially now because we, we're, we're so threadbare. Um, especially for guys with, with talent, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought tactically, I thought Hibs done Hibs done a, done a really good job. We we forced them into lanes where they were, became really really predictable with with their crossing, and you could see Bashuri enjoyed having Cadem on his outside quite regularly. We when we had the ball, we were kind of going to a back four, and then when we didn't, it was it was the the, the back five. And Bashuri, I could see really liked having someone on his outside. I would like quite like to see Bashuri maybe moved into the centre of the of the back three where he's flanked with two people. Uh, but maybe the reason not is that guy's maybe the guy who's most needed in the <laughs> in the aerial bombardment. Uh, because Porteous was superb in the air, especially uh, timing headers away all the time. And Josh Doig, not just the incredible run. 
but dog, dogs. Oh, if that go, if that gone in, uh, I would like. I would like. I, yeah. uh, I think right now I'm looking at dog, and probably right. Doig looks like the most improved player under Maloney. He seems to have added, added a lot to his game, never mind just got his confidence back. Aye, I mean, I think we, we reflected after, after the game that there's there's green shoots there of recovery for Hibs in terms of you're starting to see the players, well, fingers crossed, buying into what, what Maloney's trying to do. You know, into, like, he, Maloney is clearly someone who likes, like a lot of managers and new coaches that are coming through at the moment, that... that thrives on the idea of almost set plays you know that if you get if you like our thrones are night really yeah. something like night and day compared to a couple of seasons ago and stuff like that and that's a small thing like again these I, things I, are I, mad there's fucking start. hundreds of thrones yeah. in a match they, they actually really yeah. matter but the, but the, yeah but the fact the, the, there's a work there's a clear idea of what we're going to try and do and how we're going to progress and stuff and yeah like we we're saying that that slow build-up can work but again it's getting used to it and that'll that'll get slicker one two touch one two touch it's the only way it can work only way and hopefully if he's gotten that rabble together who are now doing that against the best team in the league and 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 holding your own and having some sort of control when we bring back some of our, our better and more technically gifted players that could be easier it'll happen and hopefully then we can start the next stage which is in the last third but uh all yeah. in all i mean something that's, that's, to hang on to well, it's a it's a big week. Dundee away, St Johnston at home. Uh, you kind of that for for Maloney's, I think needs to be getting results. And again, it's going to be full house on on Saturday against St Johnston. But anyway, that we've gone over over an hour there, uh, Tony. Thank you very much to everyone that listens. Me and Tony are just about to head over to the Patreon. We're going to say, uh, well, I think what it's called, he said, he said, um, where we're just going to talk about what managers have been yeah, uh, running their jaws uh, over the weekend. Managers, and, uh, and players, a few, Yeah, a few other things. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy, uh, want to join us for that. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Uh, again, the show of which this, uh, the, the TV show from which this podcast has been adapted is on every Friday on the uh, BBC Scotland channel. I would be amazed if you don't watch that, but you listen to this. But if you do, maybe give it a go. Uh, and uh, yeah, there'll be more shows coming up throughout the week. Uh, Fowler hasn't told us what they are. So just, oh, he's in Tenerife know, having a lovely time, old Fowler. Exactly, exactly. Being, being <laughs> as you said, uh, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> don't know if that can go. Well, actually, no. Uh, no, we'll he, just he, enjoyed, we'll just... he enjoyed the game. He enjoyed the game. My my, my dad's there. My mum and dad are there. Uh, my sister lives there. So uh, Fowler went over to watch it, and they looked very cosy together, uh, watching the Hearts game in their wee strips and their wee flowery shirts and that. So a uh, good fun by had by all. Exactly. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, Tony. Cheers, mate. And see you again soon, somewhere down the line. Podcast Network.